Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. After years of tension between Turkey and Egypt, Turkish President Erdogan and his Egyptian counterpart, Abdel Fattah el-Sisi, shook hands at the opening of the World Cup in Qatar in what Cairo described as a new start in bilateral relations. Despite this meeting, there are still a number of unresolved issues between the two countries, from Libya to the Eastern Mediterranean to Turkey's support for the Muslim Brotherhood. The effort by Erdogan to court Egypt comes as Cairo and Athens have taken steps to deepen their relations. Dr. Nirvana Mahmoud joins me to break down whether we are seeing a thaw in relations between Ankara and Cairo, what steps Cairo still expects to see from Ankara, and where Greek-Egyptian relations fit in the broader discussion. Dr. Nirvana Mahmoud is a regional observer and independent commentator who writes mainly about Egypt, liberal Islam, women's rights, radicalism, and wider issues about the Middle East. Her work has been featured in major outlets and publications. She also publishes a regular newsletter on Egypt. Nirvana, welcome on to The Greek Current. It's great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Nirvana, does the brief meeting between the Turkish and Egyptian leaders at the World Cup mark, as some have said, a new beginning in the relations between the two countries? I think that statement is a little bit of um, over-optimism, from my humble opinion. The relation between the two countries has its ups and downs since the foundation of modern Egypt in the 19th century. In the 50s, President Nasser of Egypt had his attention with the Prime Minister of Turkey, Adnan Mendrez. Then the relationship settled down again and uh, reached peak during Morsi's time in 2011, but then it has its tension. So it always goes into phases, but it never been that close, but never been like a war between the two countries and, you know, at least in the last hundred years. <laughs> what about, you know, this encounter between Erdogan and Sisi? Do you think that a new page is being turned in the relationship? The sense in Egypt, what I feel is a sense of vindication. Turkey have always refused to acknowledge the ousting of Morsi in 2013. And now Turkey finally come uh, to term with the new leadership in Egypt and acknowledging it. So from the Egyptian perspective, they feel that they finally got the last in between our enemies who rejected them. Whether it is significant for the future, we shall see. On Monday, you know, Turkey's foreign minister, Mevlut Cavusoglu, said that the two countries may restore full diplomatic ties and reappoint ambassadors mutually in the coming months as part of a normalization process. You commented on this, Nirvana, tweeting that the depth of Turkish desperation is palpable. Now, why do you say that? Because if you look most of the statement coming from the Turkish side, the Egyptian side have released a statement, not directly from the president, but from the president's spokesman, who's saying that the both sides have met, etc. But it was very conservative. The Turkish president on the other side have mentioned that Egypt Sisi was happy to see him. You know, which begs a question, why the Turkish president feel the need to speak on behalf of the Egyptian president. And it clearly, you know, from how I see it, it doesn't reflect that the rushing toward normalization is from Egypt. It seems it is all from the Turkish side. Egypt and Turkey started consultations between senior foreign ministry officials last year amid a push by yeah. Turkey to reach out to Egypt, the UAE, Israel, and Saudi Arabia. Cairo Correct. still has a number of concerns when it comes to Turkish behavior in the region. What are the yes. key steps that Cairo expects to see Ankara take here before normalization can really kick off? Right. I mentioned that there is a sense of vindication, but also there is a sense of uh, caution from Turkey. The Egyptian 
you know, society and leadership see Turkey as the patron of Sunni Islamist groups, not just the Muslim Brotherhood, and hosting many of the opponents of Egypt in Turkey. So one of the things is Egypt is expecting that any change from Turkey will be fundamental, not just cosmetic on that front. But also Libya is the big elephant in the room. Egypt see Turkey as destabilizing Libya, as enforcing the divisions between the two sides in Libya, as empowering the militant Islamist group in Libya, and for that is a threat for Egypt's national uh, security. Nirvana, you know, you tweeted recently that a Turkish commentator had said that Turkey wants Egypt to, quote-unquote, respect human rights, and, you know, his Egyptian counterpart replied that Turkey's human rights record is far worse than Egypt's. Yes. Can you comment on this for us? You know, where does the issue of human rights play in uh, in this broader discussion? Right. The commentator is a well-known political scientist in Egypt, Dr. Imad Gad, and what he said is reflecting the general mood in Egypt. The Egyptians don't want and don't expect Turkey to come pontifying to them about human rights because they see it as a veneer to justify the renormalization to their own domestic crowd. They say that we only normalize when Egypt, when Egypt changes its behavior. And that for the Egyptian is a red line. If you want to come with a real politic agenda, you are welcome. But if you're coming to try to tell us what we should and what we shouldn't do in our domestic policy, you are definitely not welcome. Then we have to go through into a lot of topics about what is going on in the East Med, in the relationship between Turkey, Egypt, Cyprus and Greece, in the Syrian front and in the Libyan front. Last week, amid you know all these developments between Egypt and Turkey that we've been covering, Athens and Cairo took steps to mm-hmm. deepen their relations with the signing of a few deals, which drew the ire of Ankara. Where does the Greece-Egypt and also Cyprus-Egypt relationship fit in this broader discussion? I would argue that because there is a good relationship between Egypt and Cyprus and Greece, Turkey have finally come to term with the idea that it cannot ignore Egypt and the region. Judging from Erdogan's behavior in the last 10 years, it took him a while to appreciate the role of Egypt in the East Med and to accept that the leadership in Egypt, he has to build some bridges with it. And if you see, I don't think Erdogan, that's my own perception, really appreciate the intelligence and the smartness and the maneuvering of the Egyptian president. He underestimated him while the Egyptian president on the other side played very good chess game in the region and building alliance everywhere, forcing the Turkish president to deal with that. I see the relationship between Egypt, uh, Cyprus and Greece as very strong, and I don't see Egypt will compromise this strong relationship in order to win Ankara. Egypt now embraces a zero-problem policy. That's why it normalized with Qatar. It's open up to have a new page with Turkey, but with caution and only based on what is good for the two countries, but without compromising the relationship with other allies, particularly Greece and Cyprus. Since we're on the topic of Egyptian-Greek relations, what's your take on these growing ties between Athens and Cairo? Do you see this relationship as one that can be a driver in the eastern Mediterranean on a number of issues? 
Absolutely. I am a very strong supporter for deepening the relationship between Egypt and Greece even more than what it already is. I see Greece as uh, should not be reactive to the Turkish moves in the region. It should be more proactive and looking more and more to Egypt as a big partner. Big partner, not just politically, not just on the gas and energy front, but also on the social front. I see, you know, Turkey is not just banking on a relationship with the regime. Turkey is hoping, from what I see, of building the old bridges between the historical Ottoman Empire and the Egyptian societies. It might sound a joke to you, but actually some of the traders of cheese in Alexandria start to name the Byzantine cheese, which we used to have well before the rise of Islam. They now brand it in the market as Turkish cheese. They are trying to make everything is about Turkey, building the bond between the two countries, not just based on religion, but culture and food, etc. I see Greece as a partner on that. You know, although we have historical bond with Turkey, but we also have historical bond with Greece. Greece is part of Alexandria history, but I don't see it much on the social front. I don't see Greece in the north coast of Egypt. And for me, I want more and more of that because then the relationship will be too solid to be affected by the impressions or the desires of the political leadership. And I think that will be in the long term in favor of Greece and Cyprus and the wider European community. Nirvana, it's been great chatting with you. Thanks for joining us. You're more than welcome. Thank you. In other news, according to Kathimerinis Stavros Tsimas, 11 years after the abandonment of the Trans-Balkan oil pipeline project designed to take Russian crude through Bulgarian territory to Greece, effectively bypassing the Bosporus Strait, the proposal is again the subject of talks between Athens and Sofia, this time without Moscow's participation. The two Balkan neighbors have announced that they are revisiting the investment, this time reversing the direction of the pipeline from Alexandrupoli on the Aegean coast to the Black Sea port of Borgas. If it comes to fruition, Bulgaria would thereby make a significant step in cutting its dependence on Russian oil, while Greece would strengthen its position on the European energy map. Finally, Cypriot President Nikos Anastasiadis is calling on Brussels to help encourage companies to move fast and include the island in plans to supply Europe with natural gas from the eastern Mediterranean. Anastasiadis, who visited Berlin last week, was interviewed by German newspaper Die Welt, in which he said Cyprus could deliver natural gas to the EU much sooner if there was more support from Brussels. Anastasiadis also went on to accuse Turkey of being a major obstacle to Cyprus becoming a natural gas supplier, saying Ankara was carrying out aggressive actions and calling on Germany and the EU to help resolve the Cyprus problem. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.